Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We are rolling through the program. Obviously, most difficult part of uh, of the of the coronavirus from a sports perspective for some people out there in my listening audience is the Big Ten making the decision alongside of the Pac-12 to cancel the fall uh, fall calendar for sports, which includes college football. I think there's a huge percentage of audience out there that this is the most devastating body blow they've gotten from a sports perspective of the pandemic so far. I would say probably for many people, canceling March Madness is that, and I know we've had cancellations and delays uh, before, but to me, everybody else has found a way to get out there and play, and this is a failure of the Pac-12 and of the Big Ten, and to me, at its most basic level, this represents a triumph of the Corona Bros and the safetyism culture that we have created that basically holds with the idea that if things are too difficult, the safe thing to do and the brave thing to do is just cancel. And to me, that is not anything that we should be praising in America. I think the fact that the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are unable to play is an abject failure of Commissioner Kevin Warren of the Big Ten and Commissioner Larry Scott of the Pac-12 and of their university presidents who have made the decision, which doesn't make any logical sense to me at all, particularly in the Big Ten, to cancel. Let me explain what I mean by this. We have Big Ten schools that are opening up to have students present on their campus. We have Big Ten schools that are saying, it's fine to have 20 hours of training continuing for fall athletes. And yet we have Big Ten presidents who are saying we can't play fall athletics. I don't understand the logic underlying those decisions. Let me walk through them simply for you again. Students can be on campus. 
students can train for their sports for up to 20 hours a week, which is the same rule that exists when they are actually playing games. How then can you determine students cannot, however, compete in their sports? As Eddie said earlier on the show, anybody who has ever trained for a sport knows that for the most part, that's the part that sucks. Most people train in order to be able to to actually compete. If all you did was train, very few people would sign up to play sports without the games themselves. But again, I want you to just follow me here on the logic. I'm focusing on the Big Ten in particular. If you are allowing students on campus, you are acknowledging that there may well be students who get sick because they're going to be living in dorms, eating in school cafeterias, going to in-person classrooms. By the way, I'm in favor of kids being back in school. I said earlier in the program, my kindergartner is having his first day at school this morning. So I am going to take my kindergartner to school, my youngest kid, and I believe that kids K all the way through grad school, kindergarten all the way through grad school, should be in school. That's what the data tells me. So I'm not begrudging the Big Ten decision to have students at school physically present, okay? But if you are making that decision to have kids on campus and you are also saying that you are going to allow kids to train for 20 hours a week for their sports throughout the fall semester, how then can you not allow them to also be competing? Does anybody see the failure in logic there? If it's too dangerous to play sports, how is it not too dangerous to have kids back on campus? This seems to me to be a complete failure of logic and reason for the Big Ten. Either it's not safe enough to be back on campus for anyone, and therefore college athletics and college students cannot go to classrooms, all of it has to be canceled, Or all of it has to be permissible. The logic here doesn't follow for me of allowing students to be in dorms, which is the number one place if you ever lived in a college dorm. It's the number one place for viruses to spread. If you're going to allow that and you're going to allow classroom instruction, how in the world can you cancel sports? Doesn't make sense to me. On top of that, I think these athletic departments are in for a major mess because in hour two, we had Jeff Schwartz on. And I think the Big Ten Network and the Pac-12 Network are going to have to effectively refund every single person who is a subscriber to the Big Ten Network or the Pac-12 Network because they are canceling all of the programming that exists on their college sports network. The only reason anyone pays for the Big Ten Network or the Pac-12 Network is for the games that they air. Once there's no longer any games airing, that should be hundreds of millions of dollars in, in refunds that everybody is entitled to potentially for an entire year. So in addition to the fact that these athletic departments are in major budgetary uh, Armageddon, they may well not even be entitled to any of the television money 
that the Big Ten Network and the Pac-12 Network are producing on a yearly basis and certainly not on a semester basis for the fall of 2020. I am, we just ran through with the guys, if you're just waking up with us, at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the, the last hour, I might be the only person on the show who actually pays for the Pac-12 Network and the Big Ten Network, but a lot of you do as well. Those are dollars that we all should be entitled to a refund for because the Pac-12 and the Big, 12, Big Ten are not fulfilling their contractual obligations. So that's a story that you're probably not going to hear anybody else talking about because that's me having to put my lawyer hat on to think about. On top of that, props to the ACC, to the SEC, and to the Big 12 for, so far, not deciding to cancel their season. Several different things that I want to get into here. First of all, this show is providing a substantial backbone uh, of support. Maybe I should just say uh, is providing a substantial level of support to the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 to allow college football to be played by getting governors on to endorse the fact that they expect and want sports to take place in their states, particularly college football. So if you're a regular listener to the program or you listen on the podcast, you know on Monday we had Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on this program and he was the first governor in the country to come out publicly and say, I want my ACC schools, Miami and Florida State, and I want my SEC school, uh, the uh, certainly Florida, I want them to play college football. It's important. Later today, I am talking with the governor of Texas. We are scheduled. He's got a busy schedule. We are scheduled to tape with him at 10 o'clock. I am expecting for him to come out in favor of college football being played in the Big 12 and in the SEC in his state this year. Baylor, Texas Tech, the University of Texas, and Texas A&M, all major college football programs in the state of Texas. I'm expecting for the governor there to come out with me. I'm just giving you a little bit of a tease because we'll put out the uh, we'll put out an audio clip if he does it even though it won't be live on the air and then we'll play it for you tomorrow because I think time is of the essence here. I am expecting for the governor of Texas to come out in favor of college football being played in his state. I have talked to other governors in SEC and Big 12 states and their staffs And I am seeing universal support for the idea of the ACC, of the SEC, and of the Big 12 being played in their states. So I think, let's look at the Big 12, for instance. I expect Texas to be in favor. I expect Oklahoma to be in favor. I expect Kansas, Iowa, and West Virginia, the governors of all five of those states, to eventually come out and say, we want the Big 12 to be played in our states, we think it's important. I'm also expecting for the 11 state governors of the SEC to all be coming out and saying, we want college football, we want college basketball, this is a big part of our uh, our state economy and also of our state's culture and returning a sense of normalcy again. So far, Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida 
is the only one in the SEC who has come out in, uh, in the ACC in favor of sports existing. But I think all of these governors now are going to be endorsing the idea of college football and fall sports taking place in general. I expect all of that is going to be happening. This is a significant, significant back, uh, backbone, a significant layer of support for the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12. And again, I think there are going to be a lot of governors coming out and making uh, comments endorsing playing college football. And look, this makes sense because you're going to have high school football in all of these states. You're going to have the NFL in all of these states. It also doesn't make logical sense that if you can safely play college football, sorry, safely play high school football and safely play the NFL, how in the world can you not safely play as well college football? Now, a bunch of people, and this is me putting my lawyer hat on again, a bunch of people out there are saying, well, what about liability concerns? This is not an intelligent perspective to be arguing. Let me explain why. Liability is going to exist for every college that brings students back to campus. So if you are concerned about liability for athletics, you should be far more concerned about liability for colleges being back on campus. But here is the larger issue. Many states are passing laws, and the federal government is also going to pass a law, I believe, which is going to keep people from suing over getting the virus. And I think that's the right precedent to set because we don't allow people to sue if they get the flu or a cold or pneumonia from somebody else. That's not the responsibility of an institution. If you go to a football game and you get the flu from somebody else there, that's not the fault of the stadium. That's not the fault of the team. That's not the fault of the school. You can't stop viruses from happening. If you go to Walmart and get sick while you're shopping there, that's not Walmart's fault. It shouldn't be their obligation. And I'm saying this as a lawyer who supports the right for people to sue for a variety of different reasons. That is a bad policy to put in place. Moreover, it also is incredibly difficult to prove causation because how do you 100% prove where you got infected? In other words, let's pretend you're a football player. If you get the coronavirus, how are you going to 100% prove it was because because of football? All these college kids are going to be going to class. They're going to be going to restaurants. They're going to be living in dorms. They're going to be going to gas stations to fill up their cars. How do you prove where exactly you got a virus beyond a shadow of a doubt? It's nearly impossible because all of us in the course of our regular existence are exposing ourselves to viruses every day. That is a natural risk of life. Moreover, college kids are more in danger of death from the flu, and I've never seen any college kid sue because he or she got the flu at campus or got the flu, they think, from a locker room or a restaurant or a bar or a Walmart or a 
uh, any other place out there, it just doesn't make any logical sense. The liability argument that many people are spreading on social media when you actually dive into the particulars of it, it is in no way a valid argument to examine at all. So there are a lot of moving parts right now in the battle over college football. Many people, this is not going to surprise you, on social media are not talking very intelligently about those battles. All right. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O-Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Petros, you got bumped yesterday, AM 570 LA Sports, wildly successful Petros and Money Show. For the president of the United States, how did that make you feel? It kind of shrunk the world for me a little too much, <laughs> to, to be honest, if you know what I mean. Yes. The leader of the free world, and then me, is a bit of a, uh, I don't know, wacky comparison. But yes. I am that person with the Taylor Swift music, and good morning to you, and congratulations on your interview with the president. What did you think of it? I thought it was, I mean, I remember a long time ago when I first started the show with Matt, Rudy Giuliani came on Yep. when he was campaigning for president, and it was similar. I was very complimentary of the show, knows how to be interviewed, knows how to guide an interview where he wants it to go, and I listened to the whole thing. It wasn't very different from what we hear most of the time from the guy because he's so available yeah, and and does so much talking, which is really, really amazing. But I did listen to it and got a bunch of Twitter followers just off being bumped. Amazing. <laughs> here, is, uh, here is something else I think is interesting, and I can't get past this. Trump himself called Danny G, right? Yeah, I think that's... I- that's wild to me because you know this so many athletes or coaches or you know people who are in positions of prominence yeah, have please someone hold else for Keenan Allen please hold yes. for yeah, yeah, like, like you're saying like Keenan Allen who is I mean a talented player but it's not like most people would have any clue who Keenan Allen is he has an apparatus in place in order for you to talk to him like somebody else calls on his behalf Danny G, I think you can t- – like the president just said, hey, like you picked up the phone and it was Donald Trump. Yeah, and it shocked me. I was froze at frozen at first because I, I expected his press secretary or somebody from <laughs> yeah. the White House, and instead it was Donald saying, uh, yeah, I'd like to talk to Clay, please. I mean, that, that to me is just amazing. That is uh, – it's interesting. I mean, it's on such a – like saying it, it shrinks the world. I mean, it's on such a different level, but I remember – when I was a USC football player, our head coach was second time around. He had won a national championship there in the, the 70s or 80s, John Robinson. And he now works with Coach Ogeron down at LSU as a giant middle finger to USC. And he was a really gregarious, very, very talkative, really, really good communicator. And he did all his own media. I remember, like, he would call Fox Sports and say, okay, I'm ready. You know, he didn't have his SID yeah. do that kind of stuff. But when it goes all the way up to the presidency, it's it's pretty shocking, especially since, like, I text with Danny G during the day and stuff, and I know what that studio looks like. And <laughs> usually when the phone rings, it's, you know, Steve DeSager with an update on the Major League Baseball scores or, you know, who won an extra inning. So, it was a, a very different day for, for Fox Sports Radio, no doubt about it. In uh, its history. 
Yeah, I mean, and like I said uh, to Danny G, the thing I was most nervous about was our phone system working, was our technology holding up. I was thinking of that. Like, yeah. and I don't, you know, I, I, I only joined your show on the phone. Like, I, yeah. I was like, gosh, I wonder, you know, I hope their phone doesn't blow up or something. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both. Uh, all right, speaking of blowing up, you mentioned that you played football at USC. Uh, you are very familiar with the uh, the Big 12, with the Big 10, with all of college football. But the decision by the Big 10 and the Pac-12 to cancel, uh, did it surprise you? Is it the right decision? Well, it happened pretty fast. And I am not a person that can say whether it's right or wrong. My inkling is that if you can play pro football and the money that circulates through the Power Five, you can play college football with a very similar protocol. Yep. If you just admit to yourself what it really is, which is a business. Now, the players don't get paid, and that's a huge problem, and that's always been a problem. But the problem with the players not getting paid is something that was set up in the 70s called Title IX. So something progressive that happened almost like 40 years ago or more than 40 years ago is keeping something from progressive happening now. Yeah, it's fascinating, and it's well said. A lot of people don't understand that, but Title IX requires that women basically receive the same treatment in college athletics as men. And so if you are going to pay football players or men's basketball players – theoretically under federal law you would have to play pay women as well and the entire athletic department structure collapses if every athlete has to be paid right and you really can only pay the revenue sports that's and there's right got to be a way to pay those guys while they're at your institution of higher education as well which is not easy so these conversations get a lot bigger and really what it's about is just defining college football for what it is, a a billion-dollar industry wrapped inside our institutions of higher education. If they want to continue, especially this year, they're going to have to get out from under the umbrella of the NCAA because it's obviously just too complicated for them to figure out regionally. I mean, the interesting thing about the conferences is, I mean, the other other than being in the Pac-12, what does Arizona State and Stanford or Utah and Cal have in common. I mean, nothing. And uh, that's why you see all this different splintering. Uh, I I believe that somebody this year is going to play college football. And if they pull it off, like the NFL looks like they're going to be able to pull it off, at least right now, then it's going to make the Pac-12 look more toothless than ever. And we're very toothless. I mean, canceling football is one thing in the Pac-12. But just sitting here and waiting for the Big Ten to say it's okay, yeah. like, a, like, a just, like a huge cock, it's like make your own freaking decision, for God's sakes. And then for the, the power of the Pac-12, USC, to just not even act like they want to play, like the Ohio States and the Michigans and the Nebraskas of the world, for USC just to take it lying down just goes to show how far we've fallen on the West Coast. I'm not saying that it's the the absolute wrong thing to cancel. People are running whatever doctor they want out there to confuse everybody, and it's a very confusing time, and they are players that are not paid. But 
what what else are they going to do? I mean, these players are primed and ready to play. This is what they do. We are belittling and robbing them of their identity. I mean, think about this, all these incongruities, Clay. The best player on Purdue's football team is a guy named Rondale Jones. You heard of him? Rondale Moore, I think, right? Moore, excuse me, yeah, Rondale Moore. Rondale Jones is a different guy. That yeah, I've yeah. Uh, Rondale Moore is a great receiver. He could have gone a lot of different places. He ended up going to a small, smaller school to be a big fish, or he really liked Brom and the recruitment out of the Louisville uh, thing. I, I, whatever reason, he's at Purdue. Purdue's inviting the biggest freshman class in, in the history of the school or something this fall. Yes. They're moving into the dorms right now. That's right. Uh, Rondale doesn't get to play right now because his team canceled. He could have gone to an Ohio State or an SEC school. At least Ohio State's acting like they're giving it a try. And if, if you can't protect Rondale from playing football, how the hell are you supposed to protect the biggest freshman class coming in? in the that's history my, that's of my question. That's my question that I've been hammering on well, the Big the Ten in particular. Yeah, it, right. It, it just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't, and and that's another problem. Like the universities, if they want to cancel and say we're doing this to protect the players, hey, I don't blame them. Suddenly, they care about the players' well-being. If you cared about protecting players, you probably would just get rid of football. But let's put that aside. Let's say the universities really do care about protecting players, and they're finally taking a stand, and they're willing to take the financial hit. Obviously, in the Pac-10 and the Big uh, the Big Ten right now. That's more noble than I thought they were. But then where's the nobility when you're charged, if you're USC and you're still charging something like $60,000 a year to go to school online? Yeah. I mean, that's not a college experience. I mean, these, these places maybe stop building like a giant tower of Babel to the sky this year and do what the rest of us or many of us have had to do. Dig into your savings. Try not to fire everybody. And batten down the hatches for a year, uh, if that's really who you are. But there's so much contradiction that it really is just a product of our sport, right, Clay? I mean, we love college football because it's really, really scattered, and there's a lot of arguments, and it's regional, and it's tribal. But that's also going to be a huge stumbling block to getting everybody on the same page. All we do is argue about college football, And, 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 and that's one of the things that makes it fun but it's also, in a situation like this, one of the things that makes it start to collapse. But I just go to the essence of what you said. Big Ten schools in particular, because I think a lot of Pac-12 schools are not welcoming students back to campus. But if you are going, like you just said, Purdue is welcoming the largest freshman class in the history of the state, in theory. If you're going to welcome all of these kids across all these different Big Ten campuses back to school, You can't then tell me that it's not safe for the athletes who are going to be going to school there to play because of the coronavirus. If it's not safe for them to play because of the coronavirus, how is it safe for you to have everybody back on campus? And here's the other thing, Petros, I think the Big Ten schools are saying we're not playing, but we're still going to train for 20 hours a week, theoretically, for football. Like, you played football. Is there anything less fun than being uh, in an entire semester continuing to do 20 hours of football work when you're not going to get to play? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to probably lose a team that way yeah. or, or risk it 
potentially. I mean, none of us have ever dealt with anything like this before, but I don't, I don't think people really understand that these players do not need media members, people in social media, and university administrators that relate with them, not at all, really, because the players on campus are so much different than everybody else that's there. They they suddenly don't need these people looking out for their well-being. I mean, it's, they never did before, and the risks of playing college football have always been gigantic, multifold risks, but when it comes to the virus, I mean, I'm not, I'm no medical expert and I'm not one of the doctors that any of these conferences have run out to say it's okay or not okay to play. But it seems to me that a bunch of students at a bar or hanging out on campus or doing whatever college students do as freshmen in a dorm is a lot more problematic than 85 elite scholarship athletes trying to put it together. But this thing is is filled with contradiction, and it's hard. I mean, Ohio State right now doesn't really have football, and they're the premier program in the world, or one of them, one of the top three, and they're playing high school football in Ohio right now, or getting ready to. Uh, Utah's playing high school football this week, but the Utah Utes, who have a bunch of guys who are trying to develop and play in the NFL, uh, they're not going to play. You know, that's a huge issue. And the other, I mean, if there is one thing I would blow a whistle on health-wise, it's playing two seasons in 2021. Yeah, which is what, for for people out there who who are like, oh, well, they'll be fine, they'll play in the spring, I've been saying for a long time, spring football is not really a viable possibility. But as somebody who played at USC, uh, you think that's crazy. Well, it's a bludgeoning. I mean, it's going to affect, I mean, one guy doing this or that, or a guy playing in the World League or the XFL or whatever, and then turning it around and going to an NFL camp. I mean, individual stories of, of, of these kind of feats are not uncommon. But when you do it on a macro level, it will devastate the sport. And if you really want to put people's bodies at risk, I mean, we're not talking about playing an extra tennis or golf season or basketball even where the guys play in the Olympics in the summer and it wears them down. I mean, we're talking about a sport where people literally bludgeon each other and it has to be mitigated throughout the year with your body in a certain kind of way, throwing that chemistry off, which we already have done at the, at the highest level and in college is going to have an effect. But I think playing two seasons, a 2021, you know, nine games in the spring and then turning it around and trying to do what we normally do in the fall, I think, I mean, my guess would be that would be have untold uh, detrimental effects on, on a lot of players' bodies and would be a huge story and devastating if we tried. You told us last week, and I thought it was well said, that your average college football player believes he is like indestructible, right? That, sure. that is what you have to believe. And also, look, let's be honest, your average 18, 19, 20-year-old person in general believes that. It's just that college football players believe it even more, almost on steroids, right? Whatever the average 18 or 19 or 20-year-old well, think of who you are. Yes. I mean, you're, the, you're probably the prom king. I mean, you're the biggest You're the biggest, your baddest hometown. guy from your high school. 
Yeah, everybody is gone. watching you. Yeah. Every if you get on the kickoff team, everybody in your hometown, you know, watches you run down on the kickoff like you just won the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. you feel like you could jump over a car, probably have a hot girlfriend, you know, shotgun beers. <laughs> Sounds like an amazing life, to be honest with you. But the point Except on you get the, your head turned into a canoe every day. Yeah. yeah. The the point is, um, the, the people who play college football are assuming a high level of risk, right? When they for the physical danger of football itself, right? And that is their identity. I that's mean, right. That's, so the that's idea exactly that you would take are. that away from them based on your fear for them is that there's a huge contradiction or hypocrisy there because you're not concerned about CTE. You're not concerned about the body being physically beaten up every single week uh, in order to play football. You're concerned about a virus which has like a 99.99% recovery rate for young, healthy people. It just doesn't make any sense at all from a purely logical perspective. Yeah, but we don't live in a time of logic. Unfortunately. And, you know, it is, it is, uh, it's interesting to me to watch the whole thing unfold because players do feel that way but you also have to know like people aren't stupid i mean this this is bringing out more of the humanity of football whereas you know video games and fantasy football took a lot of that away from us in the last decade where we don't think of a lot of these guys as human i mean there's most nfl players that you recognize their name you'd have a hard time recognizing their face yeah uh, because they wear helmets so uh, this is if this does one thing to kind of humanize the player uh, in people's eyes, uh, that's not a bad thing. But at the same time, most most all of these guys are completely and totally bought in to this as their lives, and they know the deal. And some of them do a great job taking advantage of it at the universities with what's offered now. Some of them don't. I think they should get more, but there's a stumbling block there. Uh, the one thing that really, just really quick, because I know you got to go, it really jumps out to me is there's always been a glaring issue, Clay, of how unjust college football is. Like, the, like two months into my career, I realized what was happening and who I was to them and what they were to me. It, it, it was glaring. And so I guess I just feel a little goofy that suddenly it's become a huge topic, and suddenly uh, it's it's obvious to everybody, you know, how awkward it is to have these teams in in uh, colleges and universities. It's always been that way to me. So it's just I guess uh, I feel a little bit uh, underwhelmed by everybody suddenly having these jolts of awareness about the sport we've covered for a long time. Outstanding stuff as always. He's Petros Papadakis, AM570 LA Sports, at the old P on Twitter. Thank you, my man. We'll talk to you next week. Congratulations. Thank you. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be it's pretty fascinating to think about what's going to happen in the NBA bubble. We'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow probably, but it appears that the Trailblazers are going to be in 
and we'll see whether the Grizzlies, basically it comes down to who's going to play their starters and who's not down the stretch here uh, because otherwise the Grizzlies look like they may go 1-7 and seven, and it looks like the Phoenix Suns may go 8-0 and oh, and the Trailblazers I think would be 6-2. and two. Be a pretty epic collapse by the Grizz, the same kind of epic collapse that we saw from the Big Ten and the Pac-12 with their decisions to shut down football and all fall sports. I just, I, I can't get over how illogical this is and how few in the media are actually pointing out the lack of logic. Again, if you are going to have open campuses, which I think we should, as soon as I get finished with this show in three minutes, I'm going downstairs and I'm going to get right my kindergartner ready to take him to school. If I believe, which I do, kindergarten all the way through grad school should be going on, I fail to see the logic at all for how Big Ten schools can have all of their students on campus, for how they can have 20 hours of continuing training going on for all of their football players, but they can't play games. It just it doesn't compute logically. If students are under too much risk to play football, how are they not under too much risk to be back on campus? To me, this looks like the Big Ten presidents making an arbitrary and capricious decision that isn't supported by any existing forms of logic whatsoever. Either it's safe to be back on campus and do all of the things that take place on a college campus in a normal fall, go to the library, go to the cafeteria, live in the student dorms, go watch the football team play a football game, or it's not safe to do any of those things. I don't understand how you can shove thousands of people into tiny rooms in dormant dorms and say, hey, go to class kids and simultaneously not allow sports to take place. It just doesn't make any sense at all, but for the fact that the Big Ten presidents and the Pac-12 presidents succumb to fear porn. And what should be happening is a lot more people in my industry of sports media should be raising this as an issue and saying, hey, how in the world is it possible to open up campuses, do all of the things entitled and involving college life, and not be able to play sports? These college kids are under greater danger from the seasonal flu than they are from the coronavirus. The decision to take away football from them makes absolutely no sense. I appreciate all of your feedback from our Donald Trump interview yesterday. Go download and subscribe to the podcast. Give us five stars. You guys are fantastic. Thanks for making us the most influential and the largest morning sports show anywhere in the nation from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. There ain't even a close second now. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.